The creature wakes from its slumber and tastes ozone in the air. It does not count time in the same way as others, but it knows it has been long since it sensed power like that. Not since it cracked open the last biopod and satisfied its hunger. Hunger. That is how it measures the passage of time. And the creature is famished. It uncurls from its cocoon and crawls across the ceiling, tasting the air again. The power is getting closer. Creeping behind a strut, the creature waits. Figures emerge through an opening in the room. They walk on two legs, save for the construct with them. The creature has seen things like it before, had torn open their innards seeking sustenance, and had been disappointed. It watches as the rest move across the room, waiting for them to draw closer. It tenses, ready to pounce, but the construct curls around one of the figures. The others turn toward it, and the creature sees its opening. The food is unaware and vulnerable. Time for the meal to commence. And so, it leaps. Welcome back for episode 20 of Errant Adventures. As always, I'm your game master and solo player, Steve Morrison. On this week's episode, Lucius and Adelie face an immediate threat and continue to search the Ascendancy flagship. Find out what happens on episode 20, Trauma and Tribulations. Lucius suddenly feels the weight of a creature slamming into him and throwing him to the ground. And he immediately starts to respond, but this thing is on him. These weird gangly arms have wrapped around him and teeth are trying to gnaw their way through his EV suit. Now, fortunately, his EV suit is designed to withstand some pretty intense environmental pressures and temperatures, and so it is not immediately giving way to this thing's teeth. And I don't think it is, like, this parasite that is using this Ascendant as a host, the Ascendant's teeth are not designed to cut through this kind of material. So it is not instantaneously puncturing through, but as Lucius is clattering to the ground, chaos breaks out in this cargo hold, and we are going to go ahead and jump right in to the fray. So I think this is going to be a dangerous combat because while I think that this parasitic creature and this ascendant are probably relatively dangerous in and of themselves, There are a lot of people here to fight it. So I think it's just going to be a dangerous combat. So we're going to enter the fray. And this is caught in a trap rolling plus wits. So Lucius has three in wits. Here we go. So we got a seven on the action die. I've got a five and a nine on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So on a weak hit, I can choose to either take some momentum or to take control. I think because Lucius has been tackled and bowled over by this creature, I'm going to go ahead and take momentum instead of taking control. So we're going to start out with Lucius in a bad spot, and he is going to attempt to get out from underneath this creature by, I think just trying to scrabble and roll his way out from underneath it as the Lodestar soldiers reach forward and grab the back of this creature to try and haul it off of him. 
So Lucius is going to go ahead and use his edge. And I'm going to take plus one bonus from Lieutenant Mila as I do so, uh, as they're trying to help extract Lucius from this situation. So it's going to be plus three on this, reacting under fire. Eight on the action die, a seven and a one on the challenge dice for a strong hit, which is another momentum for Lucius. And we also get to take control. So Lucius is able to crawl out from underneath this creature as the Lodestar soldiers are pulling it away. I think Lieutenant Mila maybe has some sort of baton or something like that that they are using to grab a hold of this creature and pull it away. And Lucius is going to stand up. He's going to call on Brutus and... Looking at now this creature face to face, he sees the features of an ascendant, but there is something very dead in those features, and and there is not an intelligence, I think, that he recognizes behind those eyes. So he is very coldly going to draw his pulse pistol and attempt to shoot this thing that tried to eat through his suit in the face. So we are going to take plus one from Brutus, and we are going to roll plus edge. So there's going to be plus three on this strike. Nine on the action die, a six and a four on the challenge dice for a strong hit, and I get to mark progress twice. And because it is dangerous, we're going to mark four boxes of progress in this fight. So it takes a couple shots from Lucius and probably a couple of the other Lodestar soldiers. And it scrabbles off away from them back deeper into the cargo hold. I think Lucius says, come on, we should move on and leave that thing to lick its wounds. I don't think it wants to fight any longer. But Lieutenant Mila says, I don't think that's a good idea, boss. I think we shouldn't leave anything at our back that is potentially going to try and kill us. And as they're having this conversation, Adelie's iron snake uncoils from around her and begins to pursue the creature. Now, Lucius looks at Adelie and says, Adelie, are you sending it after that thing? And Adelie says, of course I am. I'm not going to let anything that would try and kill you or kill any of us go free. And realizing that he is outvoted, essentially, Lucius says, all right, let's go. And they are going to pursue this creature and uh, try to track it down. So this is going to be a gain ground because we are still in control and we're going to roll plus edge and I'm going to take all of the bonuses because I think Adelie's snake represents her paragon abilities aiding them in this operation. And then also because Lucius has a connection with Lieutenant Mila gets a plus one from that. So it's going to be plus three from bond and connection and plus two for edge. So there's going to be plus five on this gain ground. Six on the action die and a five and a six on the challenge dice for a hit. So we're going to stay in control. And then on a weak hit, I can choose one. So I can either mark progress, I can take momentum, or I can add plus one on our next move. I'm going to go ahead and take progress. And that is going to be two more boxes of progress on this combat as this parasitic creature causes the Ascendant to flee away from the central cargo hold, I think it takes them down a smaller passageway into another adjoining storeroom that is much smaller. And as they emerge into it, the creature is trying to crawl into a maintenance shaft of some sort. 
And I think the Iron Snake actually catches up to it and grabs a hold of it and drags it back out. And Lucius, in this very conflicted way, is going to shoot it again. Because I think for him, he's seeing this Ascendant, and it's the first one that he's seen in the flesh. He's seen holograms of them uh, when talking to the AIs, but he has never seen an actual physical manifestation of an Ascendant. And so I think he's very melancholic about the thought of destroying what is clearly not an Ascendant. I mean, this creature is dead and very obviously so but i think he is still somewhat conflicted about this and so he's going to strike uh with edge and is going to take bonuses from lieutenant mila and from adelie so this is going to be plus six because plus one for brutus plus one for lieutenant mila and plus two for adelie So, plus six on this strike. Barely. Ten on the action die, a nine and a four on the challenge dice. So, we get to mark progress twice, which is going to take us to ten progress. It is writhing as they fill it with uh, pulse shots. I actually don't know what a pulse pistol is, but as they shoot it, and it's basically cornered and squealing... We're going to take decisive action. Lucius is going to order them to destroy it and be done with it. So we're rolling our challenge dice against our progress of 10. Two and a seven is a strong hit. So we prevail, take plus one momentum, and that is the end of the fight. I think... Again, Lucius has this very melancholy attitude toward this creature. I think he looks at it and is like, I wonder what it is. And is going to go over and maybe scan it. Because I wonder if it is something that survived from Ascendancy time. Or if it's something that came uh, you know, in some other way to this wreckage in the intervening time since that happened. So Lucius is going to approach the body and he is going to, I think, attempt to say a couple of words in Ascendant as a sort of last rite, and then is going to go ahead and scan the body to see what information he can glean from it. So it's going to be plus wits and see what we find out six on the action die a five and a two on the challenge dice for a strong hit so discover something specific and helpful the path they must follow or action you must take to make progress is made clear envision what you learn then take plus two momentum so i'm going to take that plus two momentum which is going to take it up to eight momentum and let's roll to ask the oracle to see what we learn here so i'm going to ask the oracle Is this parasite something that was on the ship before the cataclysm? I think it is unlikely because I think this parasite we determined last episode has an organic nature to it. So I think it stands to reason that if the ascendants were wiped out by this cataclysm, that whatever this biological creature probably should have been as well if it was already here. So that's why I'm going to say it's unlikely that it was already on the flagship when the cataclysm came through. 99. Yes, it was on the flagship. Okay. And on a match, which it's two nines, uh, an extreme result or a twist has occurred. Twist or an extreme result. So yes, this creature was on board the ship So it stands to reason that maybe it was some sort of either scientific experiment or something that they were keeping on board. So let's ask the Oracle, is this something that they were experimenting? Was it some sort of genetic experiment that escaped? And I'm going to say it's 50-50. 
49. So no, but by a hair's breadth. So maybe it's a creature that they brought on board to take with them a la an ark. Like maybe they are taking all sorts of flora and fauna from the forge out into the rest of the galaxy. That was their plan anyways. And when this cataclysm came through, maybe it caused some sort of mutation or advanced the evolution of this particular creature that turned it into this parasitic thing that could then take over bodies and puppet them around. So Lucius looking around is like, it's possible there might be more of these things on board. So we should keep an eye out. And I think that is going to then lead to them going back to the main cargo bay and continuing their expedition on to the next spot. That being said, it might be worth them looking around this cargo bay. And so I think they are going to take a moment and Lucius is going to look around and see if they can find anything useful. He's going to try and resupply here. So this is going to be scavenging, which is plus wits. So this is going to be plus three. Eight on the action die with a one and a two on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So we can go ahead and either take plus two supply, or if I need a specific item or resource, acquire it and take plus one momentum. I'm going to take plus two supply because I'm sitting at only one out of five supply. So I think Lucius finds some various like mechanical pieces and maybe some electronic equipment that they can use on the ship. So he kind of sets it aside so that they can take it back to the Reclaimer. And then they are going to move on to the next leg of this expedition. So for the next part, they're going to continue to stay vigilant. I think seeing that this creature is here definitely makes them more cautious as they move ahead. So we're going to roll plus wits on our next leg of this expedition. Seven on the action die, a 10 and a two on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So we make progress and this is our formidable expedition. So that takes us up to six boxes of progress. But we are going to either suffer a cost en route or we are going to face a peril at the waypoint. I'm going to go back to my vault oracle and we're going to roll on the interior feature to see what it is in here. 88. We're going to transition into the sanctum. Oh, very interesting. Okay, so there are two different tables for investigating a precursor vault or an ascendancy vault in our case. There's the interior and then there is the sanctum. And it makes sense. We are at six out of 10 progress here. So we are moving into the inner sanctum of this massive ascendancy flagship. So I'm going to go ahead and roll on the sanctum feature to see what we find. 16. Central chamber of immense proportions or grandeur. So they're continuing down this passageway and they find a rather ornate doorway and it doesn't open immediately when they reach it. And so it takes a few minutes of looking at the various glyphs. And I think maybe there is a point at which Adelie has to channel some of her power into this door in order for it to open. And when it does, it is this massive chamber and there are statues inside that tower larger than some ships that Lucius has seen in the human world. And there are all sorts of 
images playing out in the air, like holograms, but they're flickering in and out because the power reserves are really low, I imagine, after thousands of years. And they slowly make their way in. Now, let's see. There's a peril table as well. And let's roll on that to see what sort of trouble they might have to overcome entering this large room. 37. Manifestations prey upon your weaknesses or worries. Interesting. So they're walking through this large, cavernous room, and all of these things are flickering. These images are flickering in and out all around them. And then I think one of the Lodestar soldiers says a name, and Lucius and Adelie and Lieutenant Mila turn, and they're wandering off in one direction. And then another soldier says something and heads off in a different direction. And Lucius says, what's, what's happening? What, where are you? Come back. And I think Adelie says, there's something in this room that is playing with our perceptions. And she like turns around and goes white as the iron snake that has been following and protecting her is now like rearing up and it's growing in size and its face actually transforms from the face of a snake into the face of Demetrius. And Lucius doesn't see that. He just sees uh, her like grow pale and uh, start to shrink away. And then I think Lucius hears the sound of his mother's voice saying, Lucius Tarquin, I'm very disappointed in you. I can't believe you would leave the family and go on a foolhardy mission out into the Outlands. We were so worried about you. And continues on in this way. And I think Lucius realizes that there is something wrong in this and he is going to say, everyone, everyone listen to me. This place is, like Adelie said, it's playing with our perceptions and what we're seeing is not real. We need to get out of this room. Everyone follow me and we'll be okay. And he is going to try and lead them through the room using his resolve, his ability to command. Uh, so we're going to roll plus heart on this. It's going to be plus two. Got a three on the action die. I've got an eight and a six on the challenge dice for a miss. But I'm going to burn my eight momentum right now to turn that into a weak hit. So that's going to reset me to two. And on a weak hit, you succeed. So everybody gathers around him and they very carefully make their way through the rest of this room and are trying to like reassure each other that what they're seeing is not real, is not happening. And this whole time, Lucius is hearing his mother's disappointed voice in his head, and it is taking its toll. And so he is going to take a hit on his spirit, which is going to take him down to one. And I think it makes sense to me that he would try to steal himself against this and move forward. So we're going to go ahead and choose to endure stress. So we're going to roll plus spirit or plus heart, whichever is higher. His spirit is at one, so his heart of two is higher. And we're going to roll that. Seven on the action die, a seven and an eight on the challenge dice for a miss. On a miss, it's worse than you thought. Suffer an additional minus one spirit or lose two momentum. If your spirit is zero, you must also mark shaken or traumatized or roll on the table below. So I'm going to take the spirit down to zero. And I think for the first time, Lucius is going to mark an impact, and he is going to be shaken by this experience. So that 
takes his maximum reset value for his momentum down to one instead of two as he is able to lead them out of this massive room that is messing with their minds, but he is shaken. He is shaken to the core as he feels, even though he knows it's not real, he feels the weight of his mother's disappointment in his behavior. At this point, we are going to go ahead and continue the expedition, and Lucius is going to attempt to continue with vigilance, so we're going to roll plus wits again. We've got a six on the action die, we've got a one and a two on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So you reach a waypoint, envision the location, and mark progress. It is still a formidable expedition, so we're marking one box of progress for seven out of ten so far. And let's go ahead and roll on our Sanctum feature to figure out what the next waypoint is. Fifty. Pods or chambers with preserved corpses. Oh, this is perfect. Uh, they, they leave the cavernous room behind. They go through a couple more corridors and then they stumble into another room where there are all these biopods hanging off the walls. And Lucius looks around and says, is it possible that some ascendants may have survived? We have to, we have to look around and they start looking around and they realize that everyone in these pods is dead. Some of the pods, their power sources failed, and the inhabitants died from that. But they also find several pods that have been clawed open, and there's a very grim scene inside. And I think Lucius puts two and two together and says, I wonder if that creature did this. So they are going to take a moment to explore a little bit of this pod room because there might be other information here that they can find that isn't related to uh, finding a surviving ascendant. So this is going to be plus wits. Seven on the action die, a two and a five on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So we are going to take some momentum, I think, in this case. So envision a favorable insight, situation, resource, or encounter. I think the resource that they find is another chamber, like the chamber beyond the pod chamber is still sealed. And when they enter it, it seals behind them. And whereas throughout most of the rest of the ship, there's been this like atmosphere leak where there it was very like dense and thick. In here, their scanners read that it is a very normalized place. So they are going to stop in this room and try and rest and see if they can recover a little bit. And so they are going to gather together around in this small adjoining room. Maybe it's even some sort of cafeteria or commissary. It feels homey in a way that has been different from the rest of the ship. And they're going to take a moment to try and sojourn together in this wreck. So Lucius is going to roll plus heart. Uh, spending time recovering with community. Five on the action die, a three and an eight on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So it is a safe refuge, but time is short and resources are strained. You and your allies make one recover move instead of two with no more than three moves among the total group. So I get one move. All right, so we are going to... I think do hearten is the one move. So when you socialize, share intimacy, or find a moment of peace, um, this is going to be treated as a strong hit because of the sojourn move. So you find companionship or comfort and your spirit is strengthened. If you are shaken, clear the impact and take plus one spirit. So I am shaken, so I'm going to clear that impact. We're going to reset to two. And Lucius is going to go back up to one spirit. 
and then he's going to get an additional one because this move was made as part of sojourning. Now, I think because we got a weak hit on the sojourn, there's not enough time to attempt to do any other moves. So they sit around. I think they take a moment to share what they witnessed in that large cavernous room when all of their fears and weaknesses were affecting them. They're sitting around in a circle and they're going around and each one is telling what they saw. And like some of the soldiers saw old friends that they fought with and who have since died. Uh, Some saw family members, some saw, you know, terrible things that they had witnessed as younger people. Lucius talks about his mother, and I think it's the first time that he has really talked about family with anyone other than Adelie. And even even with Adelie, it was a very minimal sort of conversation about family. And so he tells the story about how his mother, who is not the leader of the Tarquin clan, his father is, But his mother is a very strong force of will, and she is the one who inspired him to be interested in the Ascendancy, and that she, in fact, is a scholar who studies the Ascendancy Rex, and she always taught him that it was better to delve deeper Even if you discovered something terrible or something sad, it was always better to push on and seek the next discovery because through that gaining of knowledge, we become better people. As we learn more about the world, it is easier to be empathetic to those around us. And Lucius says, and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I don't know what the future of the Forge is for mankind, but I want us to decide our future. I don't want anyone else deciding it for us. And they have this moment of peace and of sharing these thoughts and memories. Once they have recovered for a little bit, Lucius leads the way through to the next set of corridors, and we're going to continue with wits. Nine on the action die, a ten and a one on the challenge dice for a weak hit. We are going to make progress, so we're going to take it up to eight progress, and we are going to, again, either face a peril or have to make some sort of suffer move. So I'm going to look at what the Sanctum feature is again, and then we'll decide from there. 57. Pulsating Surfaces. Well, that sounds interesting. I'm going to roll on the Descriptor and Focus to see if that gives me any clearer indication of what these pulsating surfaces might be related to. 52. High-tech, 24, high-tech dimension. Okay, so they reach the end of this corridor and Lucius finds a doorway and he opens it up and there is beyond it this room that doesn't seem all that solid. It is as though the walls and the floors and the ceiling are pulsating, but they're also like moving and shifting almost as though they're phasing in and out of some sort of reality. And there are, there's a like pattern on these panels that they see of all these like ascendancy symbols that are flashing here and there. And Lucius looking at it is like, I wonder if there's a pattern that will take us to the place we want to go versus maybe somewhere we don't want to go. So I give me, give me some time. And he's going to take a moment to study the pattern and is going to try to use his archivist ability. So we're going to roll plus wits and plus one. 
So I've got an eight on the action die, and I've got two fours on the challenge dice for a strong hit with a match. So we're going to take plus two momentum, which is beautiful. And the path you must follow or action you must take to make progress is made clear. Envision what you learn. I think there is a pattern, and Lucius is able to determine what that pattern is. And I think he realizes that when you enter that room, you are no longer defined by strict gravity. You can walk on the walls and the ceiling and the floor, and there are all these pulsating different symbols. And so the path that you take through this room, by the time you reach the other side and you exit through the doorway on the other side of the room, it deposits you in a different part of the ship. And so Lucius has taken the time to look at this, watch this, and then he is going to say, all right, everyone, follow me very carefully. And he is going to use his wits to figure out what the pattern is and get them to the other side. This is a plus three on this. Nine on the action die, a seven and a two on the challenge dice for another strong hit. Take his momentum up to seven. And we are going to make our way across this pulsating, flashing room that is shifting and very confusing. But Lucius knows the pattern that they are trying to get to continue deeper into the inner sanctum of this flagship. I also should have taken a bonus momentum because of my archivist ability. So I'm going to do that right now. So that's going to take my momentum up to eight instead of just to seven. And we are sitting at eight out of 10 progress. I'm tempted to end the expedition here as I think that pattern that he figured out is going to take them to the central sanctum of this flagship and they're going to have a better chance of answering the questions that they need to. So we're going to go ahead and finish the expedition. So when your expedition comes to an end, roll the challenge dice and compare to your progress. I've got a progress of eight. And I've got a two and a ten for a weak hit. So we reach our destination, and we're going to mark a reward on the Discovery's legacy track. However, because I got a weak hit, there's an unforeseen complication at the end of the expedition. So the legacy reward is one rank lower, and we envision what we encounter. So for a formidable expedition, it should be one box, but it's just going to be two ticks on the Discovery's legacy track. So what do we think the unforeseen complication is at the end of the expedition? First of all, I'm going to mark a progress on my vow to find the Ascendancy Graveyard and determine what artifact the Iron Hawks seek, because I think we have successfully made our way into the Inner Sanctum. Doesn't mean we have figured out what we're looking for yet, but we have made our way into the very heart of this flagship. And I am going to go back to our Vault Sanctum Oracle one more time, and I'm going to roll on the perils to see if that helps uh, determine what this complication might be. 65. Restless Dead Awaken. Well, that doesn't sound good. So you remember how I said the uh, this is the inner sanctum of this flagship? Well, of course it would be the place that would be the most ardently defended and protected by the Ascendants. And so I think the Restless Dead is not necessarily that Ascendants come back to life and there are zombies here, so much as... There is technology here that is designed to keep people out who uh, shouldn't be here. And uh, that is going to include, I think, the like drones that we've seen before, maybe even some of those mechs. I'm envisioning this now as a massive chamber that slowly slopes down into the, the center of this room And maybe there's even like a dome overhead that has a screen on it that actually shows the exterior of the ship. 
And this room is massive. I mean, you could fit several starships from the Ironhawk fleet or the Lodestar fleet in this room. And there are all of these pillars spread throughout this room. And I think each of them is some sort of like data connection point. But there are also all of these drones that begin to tumble out of the receivers up at the top and begin whirring and circling. And Lucius is going to say, you know, it'd be nice if we could get through one of these ascendancy ruins without setting off a bunch of devices that want to kill us. Uh, Give me some cover. And he is going to try and do what he's done before and hack into the ascendancy system and shut down these defenses. Now, I have since taken a new path because I had some XP to burn. So I took the tech path. And the first ability on that asset is when you make a move to configure, optimize, hack, or disrupt an electronic system, add plus one. Uh, I'm going to do this as face danger. It's going to be plus wits, plus one for my tech ability. So I'm rolling at plus four here. I've got a seven on the action die, and I've got two ones on the challenge dice for a strong hit with a match. I am just rolling in the opportunities here. All right, so Lucius is able to power down the defensive systems that were starting to come to life. He is able to cause the the latent computer systems to recognize them as ascendancy personnel who have authorization to be in this vault. And I think the opportunity is he recognizes some of the code in the uh, framework of this entire vault and is going to look at it and be like, Adelie, can you come look at this? Doesn't this look like AI code? And she nods and says, it, it does. I've seen this before when I was when I was a kid and then he stops and he says out loud Oracle are you here now Oracle is the ascendancy AI that clan Tarquin salvaged from uh, a wreck and has been using as their house AI all of the founder clans have an AI that helps them run the clan but all of the other clans have been using human-made AIs based off of the idea of ascendancy technology. But Clan Tarquin is the only one that actually has an ascendancy AI, a fully-fledged ascendancy AI, as its clan AI. And part of the reason that Lucius fled from the clan is because he is worried that Oracle This Ascendancy AI is attempting to manipulate mankind for some purpose, and he is unsure of what that purpose is. He is doubtful that it is anything good, and so he wanted to go out searching for information about the Ascendancy, about Ascendancy AIs, because he's trying to find answers about that. And here he is in the flagship of the the last fleet of the Ascendancy that was going to try and escape from the forge before this cataclysm wiped them out. And here he finds some lines of code that match with Oracle, the AI that he knows from his childhood. So first of all, I'm going to take that opportunity as a tick of progress on his background vow uh, about finding out information on Ascendancy AIs. He has learned a lot, and now he knows something more, even about Oracle itself. When he says that out loud of, Oracle, are you here? There's no response in the moment. But I think he sees down at the very basin of this room, where the floor slants down towards the center of this room. There is a small column and there is one of those quartz orbs floating. And 
when he speaks those words, even though there is no audible response to him, that orb begins to float higher and this faint purple light begins to emanate it in this sort of flash as if it's calling them forward. Adelie says, Lucius, this oracle is, is it someone you know? And he says, they're an AI. They're my clan's AI. The first ascendancy AI I ever met before Warden, before Query. Oracle has been running the clan since before I was born, has been the chief architect of our successes and possibly our failures as well. And I think they're trying to do something massive in the forge. I don't know what, and I don't know yet if it's good or not. And Adelie says, then maybe we should proceed carefully. They make their way down this sloping path towards the center of this massive vault room. And they come to this black obsidian pillar with this orb floating over it that is emanating this faint purple light. And Lucius approaches it, and he he feels this sense of familiarity wash over him. And as he draws close to it, he says once again, Oracle, is that you? And still, there's no response. So Lucius is going to attempt to interface with this central console and try and find out what's going on here. So we're going to, I think in this case, face danger with his tech ability to interface with the column. And so it's going to be plus four again, three for wits and one for tech. Nine on the action die. I've got a one and a six on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So he's going to take another momentum, which is going to take him up to his maximum of 10. And he is successfully able to interface with the ascendancy pillar and has access to the flagship's system. I'm going to mark another progress on our vow as Lucius has overcome that hurdle of being able to access the computer. And he is going to say, Oracle, are you in here? And he's going to search for information in this Ascendancy computer. And so we're going to roll plus wits on this, and I'm going to take a plus one for my archivist as well. Nine on the action die, another six and a one on the challenge dice for another strong hit. Uh, I can't take any more momentum, but the path forward is clear. And I think Lucius realizes that the AI that is in this orb is not present, but that there is some sort of connection that he doesn't quite understand as he's looking at it. And he is like, it's, it should be here. It's connected to this place, but the, the actual architecture of the AI of Oracle, and, and it is, it is Oracle. It's missing. It's, it's not here. And he, he turns to Adelie and says, does, does Query know anything about this? And she closes her eyes and focuses and is silent for a few moments And then she opens her eyes and says, yes, yes, Query knew Oracle, but Query's unsure of why he wouldn't be here. And Lucia says, huh, well, that's disappointing. I mean, I know where, I know where Oracle is. Oracle is on breach. So I'm not, I don't know why I'm surprised that Oracle's not here, but there's just something about this, the structure of this technology that is familiar and And he's looking at it, and I'm going to go ahead and mark another progress to take me up to six. As he 
suddenly realizes that the architecture of this device that they're standing on of the pillar and its connection to the rest of this room makes it a massive communication center. And then that little piece of information that he discovered during their journey to the graveyard clicks into place. And Lucius looks up and goes, oh, and he turns back to the computer and he enters a sequence of inputs. And all of a sudden, that purple light and that hum in the orb becomes darker and darker until it's this deep, rich purple. And then all of that color drains out of it. And it is solid quartz once again. And then an image of an ascendant appears overhead floating above this orb their features are masculine with these very sharp angular features rich copper skin and flowing black hair and lucius hears a voice that he has not heard in a long while lucius tarquin it is good to see you here i am glad you have made it this far My faith in you was justified. Lucius looks up at Oracle and says, Why are you here? Why am I here? Why didn't you ever tell us about the quantum communication? That could have been revolutionary for mankind. Why are you hiding that from us? And Oracle says, If I had told you, your people would have used it. And it is a dangerous thing, Lucius Tarquin. It is dangerous even for me to have used it to come here. But we have much to discuss. The fate of the forge may very well be in your hands. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends. Tell anyone you can. Shout it from the rooftops, even. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. It really does help others find me. If you want to interact with me, my handle on Instagram and Twitter is at ErrantSolopod, or you can email me at ErrantSolopod at gmail.com. I also post short fiction and campaign-related materials on my website, ErrantAdventuresPod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.